Hey, and welcome to Force of Light Entertainment. This is episode 21. I'm your host, Michelle, and with me is my co-host, my sister, Natalie. Hello, everyone. Uh, We're so glad you're tuning in to this episode of Force of Light Entertainment. And if you have not yet, we we encourage you all to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and to give us a five-star rating. And a positive review, if you'd like to. Yes, that would be great. And today, our brother Michael is back, and he will be our special guest today. Michael, do you want to say hello? Hello. Good to be here. All right. Uh, Originally, I was not going to cover the Clone Wars, but the last two episodes have been, you know, have been so good that I felt like with Michael being in town that we would not ignore them and we would do a special episode covering these last two episodes and then we also will cover we'll wait till they finish the next two and then we'll cover those two after those are finished. She wanted to leave me out, but I I no, I gave her the option. What is that thing Michelle about exceeding your expectations? Did you exceed my expectations? I exceeded her expectations. By watching Clone Wars. She's never watched any, so these were her first two episodes. They are. But I I told her she might as well because we know Ahsoka is going to be appearing in The Mandalorian Season 2, so you might as well get, you know, familiar with Ahsoka. And I'll start by saying I understand why people like Ahsoka now just after watching two episodes. I love Ahsoka. She is a very likable. I love her two lightsabers. Yeah, it is cool. I think she's, I I don't know anyone that has two lightsabers (coughs) besides her. I can't think of any. I mean, there may be in all the many Jedi that were in the prequels, but I can't think of anyone off the top of my head. I mean, of course, Darth Maul with his His double-edged, but it's it's not not the same. No, but yeah, I I, I do like the double blade. So anyways, we are going to, you know, be covering those. Like I said, we'll wait till the final two come out, and then we will cover those last two after, you know, once those two come out. So today, as I said, we'll be discussing Clone Wars Episode 9 and 10, which are the first two of that that last four, which is kind of its own arc. It's kind of like a movie, really, the way they've done it. So join the conversation, and let's talk some Clone Wars. All right, the first episode, episode nine, Old Friends Not Forgotten. Um, I'll just kind of say, and, you know, you guys can join in if you want. Uh, You know, the opening scene, uh, it reminded me, you know, it starts out with Anakin and Obi-Wan, and they're fighting, and it reminded me, the one shot of Anakin going out reminded me of Luke and the Last Jedi going out just one person to face, you know, this army of people. And then it... Oh, yeah, that was cool. I like that. And then it quickly went into, it reminded me of Return of the Jedi, where, you know, Luke and R2 have a plan with J- Jabba the Hutt's place. And then in this case, it's Anakin and R2. And, you know, so, so that was fun, little uh, opening scene. But then it moves into what we have all been waiting for that was teased even in the the trailer for Clone Wars, and that is Anakin seeing Ahsoka. So we finally get this moment, of course, because Ahsoka had been kicked out, or, well, no, she hadn't been kicked out of the Jedi Order, but, you know, they'd accused her of murder. <laughs> it was a good situation, <laughs> and no, she left. Nobody <laughs> likes to be falsely accused. That's probably one of the worst things. Uh, especially of murder. It's a pretty big one. Yeah. Uh, she, did, she didn't receive her re-entry opportunity. No. Yeah. And Anakin was upset about it back then, mm-hmm. but, you know, I think he probably had to understand. <laughs> It was a tough case. (laughs) So, you know, it's a special moment where, you know, they finally see each other. And at first it's just from her holocron. And, oh, a thing to notice, 
because in Rebels, you know, they kept t- talking about all of Rebel Season 1, Fulcrum. Fulcrum is giving us a, this information. This is the first time they say we have a, you know, a transmission from someone by goes by Fulcrum. And they thought it was Saw Gerrera, but it's Ahsoka. So it's the first time she goes by that code name oh. that she's going to go by, you know, leading up to the Rebellion. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we finally get the moment of Ahsoka meeting Anakin. And Anakin is, like, so happy to see her. And she is kind of, like, all business in the moment. And you yeah. can tell, like, once everyone leaves, she... They, there's so much left unsaid between the two of them. Like, they want to say something, but they're kind of in the middle of a war, and there's a lot right. going on. So it's just a sweet moment. It's kind of like a lot said without being said, if that makes sense. And, uh, I mean, you know me and my commentary, but uh, Ahsoka, she's kind of a hot animated character. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. So what do you guys think? Is Ahsoka a hot animated character or the, not? The other thing I want to know what you guys think... Uh, I thought, so as soon as I see Anakin on the screen, I said, oh, so it looks just like Hayden Christensen in the prequels. And Michelle said, oh, you think so? And I'm like, do you not see well, that? I mean, I mean, he looks pretty like him. It's not like an exact resemblance. I mean, they were going for I it. I mean, what, what do you think, Michael? I hadn't... Well, I mean, it, it would have been kind of weird if they made him look like totally different. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess, so, I guess I didn't realize it was going to be literally just like Hayden Christensen... In a cartoon form. But with Matt Lanter's voice. Yes. Oh, but what about Obi-Wan? I mean, he's Yeah, Obi-Wan too. looks exactly the same. Yeah. He really does. And the Samuel L. Jackson one, the Mace Windu one. Yeah. <laughs> he looks pretty much exactly the same. And then, you know, we get this touching moment of Ahsoka and Anakin walking down the hall. And she's she does she kind of feels almost embarrassed as the the clone troopers keep calling her general because she's left and she's no longer a general in the army. And, you know, Anakin just says to her, you know, loyalty is everything to the clones. And and it's kind of sweet, too, because these last four episodes are running parallel with Revenge of the Sith. So we all know what's about to happen. These clones that, that you know, Clone Wars is truly given identity to, um, you know, they're about to have Order 66 done, where that switch is going to go off, you know, the chip in their brain that they can't control. And, you know, so they're building something there with even the idea of how loyal they are. And they are. We see that when they've literally painted their helmets for Ahsoka in in honor of Ahsoka. And it's just sad to already think that Order 66 is coming and they're going to be forced to do something they can't control not to do. Does Rex do it? You know, I need to go back because he addresses that in Rebels, but it, but it's, they're very upset about what happened, like mm-hmm. in Rebels. And I can't remember if he did kill a few people and, like, could it control it? I don't know. But it's just, it's sad we know what's coming with Order 66 here. Yeah. Well, and even being new to the show, I thought that was, like, kind of a sweet moment. Very. Like, that they all were so respectful of her and, like, uh, kind of held her to that standard. And then it showed the humility on her part, or the humility, I mean, that she was kind of, like, you know, no, they don't have to call me those. Yes, and they just ignore it yeah. because they have that much respect for Ahsoka and this character. And, of course, they've painted their helmets to, to look like Ahsoka. And, you know, at which point Ahsoka's given these troops to go to Mandalore because it's the Seas of Mandalore. And she's with Bo-Katan, which I'm kind of curious. Will she? Do you guys think she'll be in the Mandalorian Season 2? I think there's a possibility because she had the Darksaber last that we know of in Rebels. Um, and, of course, Dave Filoni's doing both of these shows. 
But we see, you know, Anakin says he's got one more gift for Ahsoka. And, of course, it's her two lightsabers that she had left behind. So that's a sweet moment. And, of course, then they're off to, to Mandalore. And, you know, I don't think Natalie was quite prepared for how in cartoon world they can, you know, just jump out of a ship. And <laughs> I was not. <laughs> you know, without a jetpack. like the force on steroids. <laughs> yes, it kind of is. <laughs> And, you know, so basically this episode ends with Ahsoka finding Maul and Maul saying, you know, I was hoping for Kenobi and his kind of menacing voice. And I will say, uh, you know, of course, I remember him from the prequels. I think they did a great job of him as a cartoon character. Yes. Like, they did a great job. Whoever animated that or put that together, he looks great. Well, and Sam Witwer is his name. Um, He does such a great great job voicing him. He gives so much emotion and, like, intensity to his character. He's excellent at it. And I've listened to him. He does... He loves Star Wars. He's done all kinds of interviews I mean, and he's things. A, he's a creepy cartoon. He is. But yet, like, you love Maul. It's weird. Like, you're you're drawn to Maul. You love, like, in Rebels, I loved when Maul was on Rebels. Like, that made it so good. Like, you enjoy this character. He as, just seems very efficient. He is. He's efficient. And he's, he's intriguing. And he's misguided. Yeah. And you almost feel bad for him at moments mm-hmm. in this episode. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of deceived and broken down and used. And it's kind of sad, but... So anyways, that's where that ends, and that leads us into the, let's see, the next episode, which is Phantom Apprentice, which, of course, would be reference, honestly, to both, to Maul and Ahsoka. They're both once were the apprentice mm. of Palpatine and who will ultimately become Darth Vader. Mm. <laughs> so it's kind of an intriguing matchup. And, you know, at first, you know, uh, it's just Maul discussing with Ahsoka and he's saying that he wants Skywalker. And, you know, he doesn't know this. who Ahsoka, he's heard, but doesn't really know of Ahsoka Tano. And anyways, you know, eventually they, they you know, someone comes and they're split up. But I, I thought something that's neat in this episode is this is the first time outside of in the sequel trilogy where we see Kylo Ren was the first person we saw do the mind probe, you know, use the force to get information out of their mind. We see uh, Darth Maul do that with a clone. And I thought that was cool because outside the sequel trilogy, we haven't seen it. That's true. Um, so I thought that was cool that they had Maul use the, the, mind, the mind probe there to get information about Ahsoka. And, you know, I'll just skip. Let's just skip to the, the main finale of this, of <laughs> this episode. Because, you know, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka are opening up, like, the door to, like, you know, I guess where their chancellor, whatever they call him in Mandalore, is. And there sits Maul, you know, all kind of spread out on the throne. I told Michelle he was uh, sitting how I often drive. Yeah, I don't know if that's the safest, but <laughs> but he was there. And even his banter there with the clone, go on, go to your brothers. Like, he's just kind of funny, like Maul is. <laughs> And and I, I told Michael, because he's watching it with me, like, I don't know why Bo-Katan and these Mandalorians keep thinking they can take Maul on. <laughs> it doesn't go well. With, with, with blasters, especially. Yeah, like he just so easily is going to, you know, deal with that. So eventually everyone leaves the room and we get the showdown that we have been teased now for years. And, you know, ever since they, you know, told us they were coming back with Clone Wars Season 7. We we all were teased the, the Seas of Mandalore and this moment with Ahsoka and Maul. And I'd have to say, this is by far the best animated fight they've ever done on the show. 
Like this, and and this this fight, they actually got Ray Park, who who was Darth Maul in the in the uh, prequels and the Phantom Menace. He came back and did live capture, like live motion. So it's literally two people. They're motion live people that oh, they wow. got to capture those movements. They got some female to do Ahsoka. Yeah, and that's why I think it looks so good. I mean, you can tell it's Ray Park. It looks like his flips and his. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's an excellent fight. But to me, with all Star Wars, what makes this fight so good? Fighting just for the sake of fighting doesn't make Star Wars fights that good. Like there has to be some emotion. There has to be Definitely. something going, and. It's just building so much. Oh, yeah, because before we got to this, uh, you know, Obi-Wan informs Ahsoka that Anakin has killed Count Dooku. And you can tell he's troubled. Like, Obi-Wan seems very troubled as he's telling Ahsoka this. Like, he knows something is not right with Anakin, something's off, and he asks Ahsoka, maybe you can talk to him. And... um, so we know that at this point, this is literally running, like I said, running parallel with the uh, with Revenge of the Sith, and so we know what's what's going on, you know, on as far as that. So this is running right, you know, along with that. So now we have this moment with Ahsoka and Maul, and I I think what makes it to me so good, and I've now watched this because I end up watching it with Michael and Natalie separately. I've now seen this fight four times. <laughs> And what makes it so good to me is the dialogue. Like, Maul's dialogue with Ahsoka is excellent. Because I was telling I was telling Michael before we started, uh, you know, something kind of frustrating to me in the prequels is it's like the Jedi just get so duped. I mean, just so duped, literally by one man. And it's interesting, you know, Maul's kind of like a dark side prophet. Like, he keeps having these visions and dreams. Yeah, <laughs> And, and he's seen that Sky, the Skywalker is kind of the linchpin to all this madness that's about to happen. So that's why he orchestrated all this, because he thought Obi-Wan Kenobi would bring Skywalker with him, and he could kill Skywalker and stop Sidious's plan, who, was, of course, was once Maul's you know, master. And so it's just interesting that Maul, you know, that he knows basically what's happening. And he's even, you know, talking, by my calculations, the Republic is about to fall. You know, the Jedi are done. You can't see it. You know, he just has, uh, you know, such an excellent... And Ahsoka's just trying to kind of keep up. Like, she's confused. She doesn't really know any of this. You know, she, just a few moments ago is the first time she heard the word Sidious. So, you know, she's well, just... And she's still thinking Anakin's, like, good. this great guy. And and that's kind of heartbreaking when, you know, she says, you know, your... What does she say? Your information must be wrong or yeah. whatever she says. Right. Because she so believes in Anakin at this point. She just can't believe that he would, you know, do such a thing. And does she know that he kind of has those abilities? That he really does have kind of like a force gift or whatever you want to call it to kind of genuinely see the future? I don't think so because this is her first encounter with Maul. Okay. Up until this point, it's just kind of been Obi-Wan and um, and Anakin that have encountered mm-hmm. Maul. Mm-hmm. So she really doesn't know him. That's why he doesn't know who she is. And that's why he's probing that guy's mind to get information on her. 
And of course, you know, Maul, it's very, it very reminded you of Kylo Ren extending his hand to Rey. You know, yeah. he offers Ahsoka, join me, and Vader to Luke, join me. Together we'll defeat, you know, the Emperor, basically. He has that moment. And I'll tell you, the shot for me of this fight scene that was just like, wow, kind of breathtaking animation is where there's an explosion and the, and the glass of the, like in the window breaks and the debris flying around them and they're just in a dead standstill, like yeah. staring at each other. Like that was a really awesome moment. And, um, you know, of course she does not want to join him ultimately because she figures out that he's going to kill Skywalker. That's what he wants to do. And that's when it's kind of like game on. And she whips out, you know, her two lightsabers and he whips out his double-bladed lightsaber. And, you know, we're off for the matches. But is there anything either one of you want to add as far as this, as far as the dialogue or anything? Uh, no, I mean, I just, I really enjoyed it. Like I said to you guys, I am new to the show, but um, I really liked it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's um, yeah, excellent fight scene. It, uh, you know, eventually they they go out, they're kind of out on a ledge, and that part, too, remind me of, actually, The Empire Strikes Back, ultimately, where, you Which know, I, she's... I hate heights, so that's... You know... But it, it, it's cartoons, so that... Because, again, you know, they have an awesome fight. This, the whole scene is awesome. And, you know, he eventually, she loses both of her lightsabers. That bothered me. Yeah. Like, when know. the first one went down, it bugged me. And then quickly after that, the second one went down. And I don't know if she'll get them back because in the book, she doesn't have her lightsabers and she gets two Inquisitor's lightsabers. And when she gets them, they become white because of her pureness and because of Ahsoka. Because Ahsoka is kind of like the embodiment of good yeah. on the show. And, you know, so she basically, she, Maul has the high ground in this fight at the end. The high ground. He has the high ground. And, you know, he tells her again one last time, basically, join me or die. And it, it truly is, you know, symbolic of, or looks like Luke and Vader yet again. Yeah. And the option of, you know, join or fall off a long thing to your death. Uh, not great options. And she, you know, doesn't take it, that option, and fights him and is able to... uh, I mean, she takes care of business. She does. She kicks his butt off of the ledge. And then in Ahsoka's... He's like, let me die. In Ahsoka's goodness, she grabs him with the force, and Rex at the bottom had noticed that she needed help and was already on his way up with with a ship. And, uh, you know, she's able to hold on with the force until the clones are able to get him in the into the ship and i think they want she definitely wanted him one ahsoka's not like a murderer or anything but two she knows he has information and in ahsoka's mind everything's not too late but it's kind of haunting when he's like no just let me die do you know he's not get it we're already dead or something like that like he knows what's about to happen and you know when you think of revenge of the sith i mean it is about to get crazy i mean the world that they know is about to totally be flipped upside down and the empire's about to be born within a few hours of this moment so that uh, another interesting thing for me now of course i've seen the prequels but it's been a long time 
Like when we first started watching, I see these like stormtrooper type things, and I'm like, so those are stormtroopers. And Michelle's like, well, they're good, you know, they're the clones. Like, you know, so it took me a minute for my brain to like attach like those figures to being, oh, they're helpful to the Jedi. Yes, that was different for me. It's been a long time because that's about to switch with Order sixty six. Yeah, they transition to the Empire. Yeah. But the clone program eventually run, runs yeah. out, and they're just trainees. They're no longer clones of Django Bo- Fett. Uh, <laughs> Fett any longer. Yeah. Right, because the more modern ones, it's not like they've got something in their brain. Like, they're actually, they're just more trained that way from birth to, like, take orders and stuff, but it's not like they're like these... Well, the thing in their brain was was specifically to execute the Jedi at the right time, yeah, and to oh, to, okay. to uh, kind of turn allegiance towards the Emperor, and so that was placed there strategically by the Emperor. But it was it was basically it was a non-factor until the point that it was activated. Yeah, yeah, but th- but they were they were cloned. To be troopers, yeah, and to okay. and to fight alongside the Jedi, and when that happens, that's why they like can't even fight it. Like it's truly against their will at that point. Like they just do it. Yeah. Um. So that's why there's gonna, it's going to be interesting because Clone Wars has made you attached to some of these mm-hmm. troopers. So it's going to be sad to see that happen. And that brings out what you're saying. How Sidious Maul says, always one step ahead, or something like mm-hmm. that, to you know, during the course of this episode, because he truly was always mm-hmm. really about 10 steps ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the Jedi were like way far behind. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy's smart, you gotta give him <laughs> I mean, Sidious is very, very smart, and yes, it's, it's just, it's very sad. But you know, something too that's fun about Darth Maul in this episode, like he truly just doesn't care at this point. Like, he really does it. Like, Darth Maul doesn't care. Like, he's been cut in half. He's been... <laughs> he's been... Tortured tor- by Sidious. Yeah, tortured by Sidious. Like, <laughs> he just really doesn't care, and he's just trying to stay alive and seize as much power as he can. Well, he's not trying that hard when he says, let me die. Yeah, that's true. In that moment, in that moment, he's like... Well, his last shot was thinking he could get Ahsoka... Well, one, either yeah. to kill Skywalker, or secondly, get Ahsoka to go he, kill Sidious with him. Yeah. So he felt he felt like a failure again. And poor guy. Poor Maul. That kind of is his lot in life to like always almost succeed and then fail. (laughs) Like Like the Brandy song almost doesn't count. It it doesn't. I feel that. Like Maul, yeah, Maul really he really struggles. And um but but that's pretty much I'm trying to think if there's anything else I want to say about this episode. Uh, well, Michelle, you had mentioned, and I thought that was kind of like about the Jedi versus the dark side and how it's easy sometimes to feel like the dark side almost does seem more powerful at times. Yes, I was telling Natalie, I actually told Michael too, um, that's why I really loved the end of Rise of Skywalker where, you know, Rey, you know, at that point has all the Jedi's power behind her and, and Sidious has all the Sith's power behind him. And where she takes them out in that moment when she says, and I'm all the Jedi. Because up Such in, a good scene. Yes, because up until, because it was that moment of like light does conquer and darkness. Like, like at the love does conquer hate. Yes. Even and though hate is like darker and scarier and it can seem more powerful at the end of the day, love will win. True yeah, love. Yes, because I, I was just telling them, it's like even this episode, you're reminded of how far ahead Sidious was. And Maul says, the darkness has never been so strong. Or was he says that in that, that episode or something like that to that effect. 
It's just sometimes it feels like Yoda at, or Luke asks Yoda, is the dark side more powerful? And Yoda's like, no, you know, very fast. But I was telling them, sometimes, especially the prequels, like because of Sidious being so much smarter than them and just so tricking them, sometimes it almost feels like not the case that Yoda wasn't being truthful because they keep losing. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like when I was saying that moment with Rey defeating Sidious with all the Jedi's power behind her, like I needed that because it's like, nope, the Jedi have you beat. Like right. the, the light side is stronger. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's what we were talking about as far as that. But is there anything, Michael, that you have to say or anything you're looking forward to? I, You know, I'm intrigued moving forward. Are they going to show? Uh, I bet they'll show Order 66. So, hold on. So there are two more episodes. Yes, two more okay. episodes. Yeah, I, I don't know if they'll, if they'll re-show that from a different perspective or not. From, like, the clones' perspectives, <clears throat> maybe. Yeah. That would be kind of interesting. Um, but, I mean, if you remember Anakin going to Yoda, and he was basically looking for guidance uh, about his dream. And uh, if I think I remember Yoda telling him something to the effect of, you know, sometimes, you know, the future doesn't, you know, sometimes you don't actually see the future. Uh, but he also, I, I feel like, said something at some point in Revenge of the Sith about the future being clouded. Yes, uh, that somehow, from the Jedi's perspective, for whatever reason, yeah, Sidious somehow clouded the. They, they had lost their clarity, um, uh, because really, I guess in some sense, even though they didn't know it, they were serving Sidious's agenda. Oh, so, totally. Uh, maybe in some way that was blocking the power of the Force from flowing through them. Yeah, the I mean, Sidious yeah. plays them like a drum throughout the entire prequels. Like yeah. they don't catch on to anything. Like, it's kind of frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> like, they truly just, I mean, yeah, Sidious just, like I said, forget one step. He's like 10 steps ahead of him, like, at all times. He definitely comes to steal, kill, kill and destroy. He is. Like, he really he's is like, like the He's like the devil. And, uh, you know, something, too, as far as that, it's always interesting with Anakin's dreams. Anakin's dreams become a reality because of what he does. Right. Like, it's literally a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. Like, the visions he sees of Padme only happens because he just about choked her to death. Right. <laughs> right. Know? Well, yeah. and they, they were, I guess they were visions that Sidious actually somehow had, had given him. But I, I would I would wonder if, uh, how they might develop the idea of the Ahsoka-type force user. Um, because they never really talk about what happened to the Jedi Order after it falls because Luke unfortunately we never get to see what he is as a Jedi other than you know Return of the Jedi but he doesn't really seem to be like a Jedi from the pre-fall of the Jedi Order he force chokes people uh, or creatures yeah. no Jedi did that before that was typically only a dark side user that would force choke um, he clearly uses anger and rage to defeat Vader, which was, in essence, tapping into the dark side, which up to that point, only Mace Windu we knew of would do that. He would carefully balance the use of his opponent's rage to empower himself, you know, some technique. that. They, and so you've got Ahsoka, who's really not a true Jedi as far as the dogma of the Jedi. So I, I, I uh, feel like they've never really explored that area of 
what really happened to the Jedi. Well, Is I there think, really yeah. still well, Jedi? I think right. what's awesome about that, you know, going back to, uh, I think there's something cool there because I think that's what makes Ahsoka cool. It's what makes Luke cool and ultimately Rey. Because even Rey in The Rise of Skywalker, she uses, there's rage in her fight with Kylo. Like, she gets angry. And I just feel like the that's kind of the point of the prequels. All their dogma, they were so strict. Like mm-hmm. like Luke actually is right that they need it's time for the Jedi to end. Like as far as that type, mm-hmm. well, like they these were. Are, these are just some, I guess, random thoughts. But it's like it's just kind of like in life, anger is not. It's a part of life. Yeah, people <laughs> want to make this this like negative bad emotion, but in and of itself, it's not uh, like wrong to experience anger or to have anger. So it, yeah, it's, it's what you w- do. It's with what it. you do with it. So I think that would apply almost the same way when using the Force. Yeah, so I, that's why I always really like. Like I think Luke's a much cooler Jedi than the prequel Jedi because they're just so stiff <laughs> like they're so strict to, to like to their rules but but yes it will be interesting to see and it'll be interesting to see how they explain where ahsoka was during all luke's time yeah you know or if they met or you know anything like that um but but yeah so that's you know that episode of those two episodes of the clone wars but i thought the fight and the dialogue between uh darth maul and ahsoka was just fantastic it was just awesome um, and and I'm looking so looking forward to the next season of Mandalorian season two where oh, we have too. where we have Ahsoka and I'm wondering if Bo-Katan I'm wondering what other Mandalorians could appear, but and uh, also the Mandalorian documentary coming up, Michelle. I don't yes. know. Yeah. Oh, I want to see it. I, I think it releases May fourth. You know, Star Wars Day. So we'll definitely be watching that. And if you guys would like us to have a discussion on that, you know, feel free to tell us, and we'll do that for sure. Yes, because that that documentary looks excellent. Like everyone involved, all the directors, Dave Filoni, uh, John Favreau, the actors, Bryce everyone's Dallas in it. Howard. Yes, yes, they're all in it, and it looks fascinating. Like behind the scenes documentary. So we will, you know, I'm sure cover that. But but that is it for this episode of Force of Light Entertainment. And we appreciate you, as always, for joining the conversation and, and encourage you all to check out some of our other episodes. And you can look for a new episode every Sunday evening. And if you want to reach out to us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. We are Force of Light Entertainment on both. And I am Michelle34Smith. And I am Natalie R. Grace on Twitter and NatLovesBella07 on Instagram. You can also email us at forceoflightmedia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. And we also want to thank our brother Michael for being here. Yes, thank you, Michael. Mm -hmm. We're happy to have him anytime he can be. And we appreciate you all. And again, join the conversation. And next time, let's talk some more movies or TV. So have a great week. And we'll catch you next time. And may May the the force force be be with with you. you.